you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Melissa. And I'm sorry to disappoint, but I don't have my laughter machine. You know, sometimes we call him CLO, the Chief Laugh Outside Officer. He is off today riding his bike somewhere on the Coronado Island having a good time. However, I will not disappoint. I have a dear friend of mine and a soon-to-be dual graduate of both of my programs, Melissa Clary. Thank you so much for joining me. Isn't it funny when we both have the same first name? Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. (laughs) So thanks for doing this. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're really thrilled to have you on. So your life is a little bit in flux. Is that a nice word? In flux right now. uh, In that you currently uh, are living in Chicago or working out of a barn in Chicago. And you have a lot of roots in the Chicago area. But I know you and your hubby are making a big move to the Northeast, right? We're, we are headed to Vermont. Um, nice. And uh, excited for the opportunity. Our children are growing up and leaving the nest and settling in the, in the east. So we're kind of following them, but we also love what the East Coast has to offer. Yeah, I do too. It's, and if you lived on the East Coast before, I did. I lived in Boston for two years when I went to graduate school. Nice, nice. So you do know that area. And it is fun. And it'll be such a good change for you. I love, I love change. I'm an unusual bird, I guess, but I enjoy change. I like to have new people, new coffee shops, new things, you know, places to go and restaurants to check out. And I always like that kind of thing. So Good for you. And you're hoping, we're recording this in August. It may not play for a month or two, but you're hoping that after your youngest is in college, right? You said that's coming up pretty soon. Yes. And then you're officially the empty nester. So when you regroup (laughs) from that, you and your hub are going to go live up in Vermont, kind of searching for the right farm. Yes. And it's exciting. You know, our goal is to have our horses on our property. And that will be the first time in my life. Um, So we're very excited. Oh, such a fun change. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to ground them or give them an allowance or anything. They're a lot easier than teenagers have been. So you can do it. So I'll tell you, you never know, maybe one of our listeners lives in Vermont and they're selling their sweet little farm. You never know. You never oh, know. Yeah. If so, they'll reach out to you. If anybody wants to reach out to her, by the way, her .com, her website is Heels Down Healing. Now, if you're not a, a avid horseman, you may not know, Heels Down is something that our riding instructors from the time we're little girls to today yell at us across the arena, put your heels down, put your heels down. So I love that heels down healing in that to me, when I see the name of your company anyway, I think, you know, get in good form, right? Mm -hmm. Get in good balance, get in, root yourself, really ground yourself into this healing. And that's how I experience you as a person easy to um, become grounded with. Yeah. Whenever I'm in your presence, I definitely feel that way. 
Say a little bit about your background before coming into my program. And then if you will, how you found my program, I don't remember. So I am a former school psychologist and I have my master's in counseling and school psychology. And I was joking with you earlier about how I've become my niche, my own, and my niche is working your with Your own women. specialty, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I found your program at the beginning of my menopause journey. Mm. I was experiencing a lot of the symptoms of fatigue mm-hmm. and hot flashes, depression, mm-hmm. And one night, uh, something popped up on my computer offering equine gestalt retreat in Arizona held by a former graduate, Mm -hmm. Devin Combs. Mm -hmm. And I signed up. I traveled by myself to Arizona. And I sat in a container with women experiencing much of the same things I was experiencing. And that's when I fell in love with Gestalt, Equine Gestalt. And it was Devin that then directed me to you. And I will forever be grateful to her for that. Nice. That's great. I will too. That's great. So, you know, the whole topic of menopause finally is coming out from Mm -hmm. underneath the whispers, right? When you and I were girls, our mothers didn't want to mention the word, much less talk about it with their women friends or you know, it was something kind of shameful or something like you could create your body around it. You know, it's nature. It is what it is. We don't have a lot of control over how old we are when our menses starts or when it stops. Mm -hmm. So I, I, there's just a, a, a good, I think, opening and awakening in women to be able to have the conversation and move into it so that it's not something, you know, to dread. My, my own story around that is uh, my daughter needed a kidney. She had already had her intestinal transplant, but then the kidney failed. So she needed a kidney and I was a match. And so I did the, went through the surgery giving her one of my kidneys. And it's such a deep surgery to have mm. a body organ taken out. It's not yes. something you do lightly. And uh, through that whole process, it threw me into instant menopause, which is rare for women. We usually go for, you know, a number of years in perimenopause, and then we kind of ease into menopause and go through all the hot flashes and stuff. The only benefit to it was it just slammed me right into it. In other words, I didn't do the three or four years of hot flashes leading up to it Mm. at all. It was just done. So um, other fun things that happen after it, but but it, it was, I remember that being, I didn't know what hit me. Yeah. The kidney, giving the kidney was not a big deal. Um, slamming into that was. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been reading, you know, as I've gotten into my niche and studied it through your program, the one piece about menopause is the only thing predictable about it is its unpredictability. Oh, I like that. And it's been fascinating to me how the associations that you mentioned around menopause and how we so often equate it with our own mortality. Yeah. And that's what I've really found in working with women is it's that in in your case, the kind of quick end to fertility, Mm -hmm. right? To fertility, to growth, to 
feminism, you know, being a female. Whatever we hold it to be, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of loss and grief come up during that time, as well as regret. Yeah. Taking a hard look at, at what was once a part of your life and it's no longer there. Um, it really brings up so many emotions and it's across every financial socioeconomic. Yeah. All strata for sure. It's um, interesting. Do you think that it's how we, you know, I'm big on this thought, but how we hold it going into it determines the outcome because for me, some of the things that you're saying, I realize I did not feel a lot of grief around it. Or To me, it was a chapter, but I'm kind of a pragmatist too. It yeah. was a chapter in my life. So it was like, okay, I had my, my fertile years. I had my children. Mm-hmm. I finished that. <laughs> you know, they were growing up and yeah. soon to be gone. And And so to me, it was a chapter. It was like a progression, like, good, we're done with that. I don't need that. I didn't feel any less feminine. I, you know, none of that stuff at all. I do remember, and I think most of the clients that I've worked with that are around that age that do struggle with it, often their moms struggled with it a lot. And in front of them, their moms struggled with it. So they have what we call in Gestalt unfinished business about how their mother went off the rails. And mine did. She was angry and vicious really during those years for herself. But, um, you know, I wonder if that's part of it too, if we kind of get programmed how, how it's going to be. So we expect the negative. For sure. And I think in society, menopause hasn't had the best connotations. Mm -hmm. Um, the way we perceive the change of life, it's like shrouded in secrecy so often. Right. It, It was for many years, not even discussed like this at all openly. Right. So it's, it's been, and very often as women are going through the physical aspects of menopause, often like myself, their children are moving on and dealing, they're also dealing with aging parents, um, ends up careers. Uh, so, and you know, the, the new phenomenon of, of gray divorce that's mm-hmm. out there. Like very often they've stayed in a marriage until the children are out of the house. Um, so there's a lot of emotional mm-hmm. things that come up during this, this period of life. Yeah. Either accepting or pushing against that inevitable word aging. So right. <laughs> we know that that's in there for sure. I remember reading uh, an older book now, but Dr. Christiane Northrup's book called The Wisdom of Menopause. And you might remember because in the beginning of that book, she of course is a medical doctor and she works in women's gynecological studies. And she builds such a strong explanation and case for the fact that hormones are so much of our experience in life, right? We have hundreds of hormones, not just the sexual hormones. And certain ones dial up kind of like on an old graphic equalizer on a stereo. Some dial up at certain points in our life and they dial down in others and they change when we're pregnant and change post-pregnancy and all of these kinds of things. But some of the hormones that start when we're very young and take us through our young procreating years are hormones that make uh, create a, a desire, I think, in women to create a nest. Mm-hmm. 
So, and some women Mm -hmm. have that stronger than others and all of that kind of stuff. But we create this nest and in the nest, we take care of the rooster. You know, we make him his sandwich. We press his shirts. We Mm -hmm. do all of these things. She builds a great case for the fact that what menopause actually is, are the graphic equalizer of some hormones that were the nest creating ones going down and hormones that make us want to shine and do something on our own, whether it's a new business of our own or new take, taking up singing, whatever it is, these hormones that are rising in us post-menopause are home, hormones of it's your turn. It's your turn to go out and do what you want to do in the world. Simultaneously, the male hormones, of course, go down, right? They decrease at the same time of wanting to go to work every day. They're done. They're ready to retire and they're doing all this. Her case that she makes that just cracked me up was that when an older man leaves his wife of 30 years for some young, young woman, that it's easy for us to say, well, he was just hot for that young body. You know, he just wanted that younger woman that looks like I cannot look any longer, right? But the truth is he wants her to make the sandwich and press the shirt and be willing to make Mm -hmm. dinner and rub his feet and do all that stuff that we were willing to do when those hormones were up really high when we were younger. That cracked me up so much. I loved that saying. And I thought, yeah, we need to, we need to get real as to why they want that. Right. Yes. Yes. I love that. I do too. It's a reframe, you know, and I'm always big on those reframes for people for sure. So yeah, that's big. So for you, you've had your, your own recent experience also with family grief. I think this was your father-in-law that passed. He just passed away. Yeah. And that also comes with the age range that we're in, right? With parents are, are aging and leaving the planet. And then we're next on the tarmac. You know, it's a very funny feeling to, to all of a sudden be the elders of a family. And so grief is no stranger to you. Being in the sandwich generation, women who are, I hope, refiring themselves post-menopause, they kind of get your bojo back and find the next thing that you're going to be passionate about after raising Mm -hmm. your kids. Those are all a lot of the things that you meet with your clients on, correct? Absolutely. So much of it. And I came to your program in my 50s. And I hadn't been a student since my 20s. (laughs) Yeah. So in many ways, I, unbeknownst to me at the time, I was like my avatar yeah. Of, um, of doing this, of needing something for myself. I didn't know what it was. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I had a sense. I had a sense that my life long love of horses would be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Hi, this is Melissa, and I wanted to give a special shout out to let you know that we are now taking applicants and signing contracts for our January 2024 Touched by a Horse Equine Gestalt Coaching Program. This program is two years in length, highly comprehensive, a lot of fun, and you learn so much about yourself, 
about being in business for yourself, and about making a difference in the world for others. If you're interested, go to our website or reach out to our office in any way. We'll be glad to send you information on our Equine Gestalt Coaching Program. Thanks for listening. Did you have a horse as a child? I did not. We could not afford a horse. Um, I made a pact with myself when I was little that I would have a horse by the time I turned 50. Mm -hmm. And at 47, I welcomed my first horse. That's great. And I now have three. That's great. And you know, see, that's a perfect example of finding your passion midlife, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the emptiness doesn't feel all that empty when you have all these beloved animals to take care of and that need you and want you and show you love and, you know, all of those things. And of course, you partner with them uh, now to see your clients. So I think yeah. that's that's awesome. It's really great. Yeah. So right now you're working, seeing clients in the Chicago area at, at the farm. So if somebody listening says, oh, I have some of those issues, I'd like to go see you. And you live in the Chicago area or you have friends who do and you can visit the Chicago area. You can uh, definitely make an appointment to see Melissa and have an incredible session. I guarantee that <laughs> an incredible session. And uh, you also see some people on Zoom. So you can reach yes. out. And work with yes. her on Zoom. And then when you settle at the other end, hopefully in Vermont, as you settle there, then you'll open your practice. We'll need to have you back on here so you can say, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's what we found. And and here's where I'm headed now in Vermont. So that's pretty exciting, all, all yeah. of that. I wanted to talk with you a little bit about the retreat you have coming up mm-hmm. um, a year from now. It's a, about a year from now. It's in October of 2024. And it may sound like a long lead in for something, but the retreats oftentimes mean you take time off work, you spend some cash, you travel to the place and all that. So I like to give the listeners as much time as we can, Mm -hmm. because sometimes they say, yep, I'm going to make payments on it for the year, whatever the situation might be to get there. And you're holding it at a mutual grads uh, place that we talk about on this podcast quite a bit. And that's our good friend, Linda Bruce, and her beautiful farm, Soulful Prairies, which I always say is like stepping inside Pinterest. It's an amazing, amazing experience to be on her farm. So you're going to do your retreat at Soulful Prairies, October 24. And the title of it is, What's Your Story? So describe to me, it's going to be be probably nine or 10 women present. Yes. And so what is your retreat all about? Well, the retreat is in the planning stages now. I'm incredibly excited about it. Two things that I learned through you, Melissa, that have been so valuable to me are understanding my values and writing my vision. So Mm -hmm. when I think of women in menopause and what is their story, that is going to be a big part of the work that we do is getting in touch with values and vision. And another thing that I learned from you is very often to see where we're going, we need to see where we've been. Yes. So we're going to be spending time on the narratives of our lives and what those look like. Are they true? 
How do they serve us? Mm -hmm. As you probably remember, some of the richest work that I've done with you has been on reframing my story. And Mm -hmm. that's also probably going to be my capstone project as well. It's something that I want to offer in this retreat is a reframing of the narrative that for women in menopause, they've been holding on to for a very long time. Um, So there'll be a big journaling, writing component to it, as well as a sharing and Mm -hmm. holding space and and being a witness to other women in the same time of life. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful. And I wholeheartedly agree. We we form the narrative oftentimes way outside of our conscious mm-hmm. awareness that we're even doing so. Mm-hmm. And when we begin to say, if I were to tell somebody what my life has been like, this is how I would put it in words, or this is how I see myself, or I don't feel like I know myself, even though I'm mid <laughs> midstream in my life, there's a lot of different ways to put it. And, and it's as if we had crayons that colored way outside the lines of what we truly are and what we're about and who we are. And so I, I love the fact that you're doing this. Uh, anyone can go. And I will say, if you don't know what your story is, more the better. That's yes. fine. Sometimes you discover what have I been telling myself? You don't always know. It's like bringing it into your awareness from outside of yourself. And uh, Melissa is fabulous at the work that she does. She creates a very safe, very sacred, very calm, very Mm -hmm. easy way to slide into this beautiful work and not feel um, that there's any demand. So I would encourage anybody to, to go and discover your story and then discover a possible rewrite or reframe on your story mm-hmm. is what I call it. Reframing it for sure. Yeah. For sure. Values is another topic that you brought up that you got from me. And so our listeners understand what we're, what we're speaking about and why I feel that's so important. We have values that are like a guiding principle in our life. And again, most people have never stopped to say to themselves, what are my values? Where did they come from? And in what hierarchy order are they in? Like, what's the number one value that drives me? And the truth is, we know that the number one value is formed in early childhood and has driven you to all the big decisions you make in your life all your life. So don't you think it's important to know what it is? <laughs> Many mm-hmm. times people go, I never thought about that. But we make these sort of subconscious decisions. I often say in life, we come up to roads, we're driving down the path of life, and the road makes a Y, and we decide left or right. Or the road might hit an end, and we have to make an abrupt left or an abrupt right. We're not just paralleling along it. It's going to take us to a completely new place. How do you make those? How do you navigate that? And how do you make those decisions? Whether you've been conscious of it or not, you've made it from your values. Both your number one value that drives you towards something and your number one value that drives you away. So my own is, as you know, Ms. Cleary, is my own is making a difference. From the time I was a small child, I wanted to make a difference in my parents' very troubled marriage. 
And I was the kid that got in the middle of the fight, tried to calm him down, tried to soothe pain, tried to make it all okay. So I was that kid always looking, how can we make a difference in this toxic marriage? And all my life, that's been the question I've asked. How could I make this better for people? How could I make this different in my life? How can I improve things? And so that's been a driving force for me to where it's my career today, making a difference in people's lives. Well, for me, my number one away value was overwhelm. So I will get into almost any emotional state other than overwhelm. That is, that's my my nemesis is overwhelm. So I had to figure out some ways to stay out of overwhelm. That was the idea was form rules and guides for myself so that I honestly never experience overwhelm. And I balance, as you know, I balance the businesses, I balance the animals, the farm, all these different things. And I don't do overwhelm. I, I am so rarely yeah. in overwhelm in my life. It's not even funny. And I'm doing more every day than most of the people I know, because I have these sort of cardinal rules that keep me out of yeah. overwhelm. So I love that you're going to be doing this with people and you may not have to do it as thoroughly as what I put you through in the program, but for them to know what that is, because that value, that is part of that story. It's a big part of that narrative. Yeah. But if we don't know what it is, gosh, had you ever looked at values in that way before you came through my program? No, no, no. <laughs> it was it, transformational is the only word. Yeah. It was very difficult for me. And now that I know my values and I live by my values, it's life-changing. Yeah. And I think many women in my age category have no idea what their values no. are. No, we think of values as something we learned in, in Sunday school or, you know, that maybe, well, my parents yeah. had the value of honesty. Well, yeah, but what are your personal, right, values, which mm -hmm. there are so many yeah. different things that contribute to what that makeup is. So that's fabulous. And then they discover their story. And I love that they'll be journaling. And I'll tell you, uh, to me anyway, Linda's farm is such a perfect mm. farm for this retreat that you're designing because it's full of cozy spots and rocking chairs and fireplaces. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect for doing this, for getting yeah. some, some time away. And some of our listeners are more maybe introspective and on the internal introvert side. So they think, oh, I couldn't mm -hmm. go spend a weekend with, you know, 10 other women. You truly can with this one. If you say, that's my way of being in the world is being an introvert, I know Miss Clary very, 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 very well. And she will be pacing this and creating this so that you feel like you've fallen into a deep pile of feathers and you will not feel overwhelmed by people. So that's, you know, take that fear away. So you'll be starting to formally market that pretty soon, I suppose, since you have your dates and you have your venue yes. and all of that. So would they reach you at heelsdownhealing.com if they want to look at the yes. retreat? And yeah, that's great. And through my website, they can reach out directly to me. That's often how okay. people get in touch with me. And yeah. it's a it's an easy way. It comes right to my email and I get back to you right sure. away. 
Sure, absolutely. You could even cheat just a little bit and get a Zoom session or two with her to start on the values work ahead of time. This is totally okay to do. So you would get there and already be a little ahead of the curve. And it's, it takes a while to figure these values out. So I think that would be smart. If I was coming to that retreat, I would want to set up a couple of Zoom sessions with you to figure that out and, and feel like, okay, I'm already noticing how that shows up, you know, in my life. Yes, that for sure. could be awesome. Well, wonderful. And your three horses probably won't be at Linda's for that retreat. No, right? but I've already been out to Linda's and I've met her herd. Oh my gosh. So, Charlie's my love. I love Charlie. I have there. a son named Charlie and her yeah. horse, Charlie. Yes. Yeah. You guys have to go to the retreat to meet Charlie. He's just amazing. But all her horses are so beautiful and so good at this work. And so that's just, you couldn't pick a a better place to be doing that. Well, before I ask her, Melissa, what her final words are to our audience today, I do want to say thank you to HopeThroughHorses.com. HopeThroughHorses.com is a 501c3 nonprofit run by some of the graduates of my program who do all things TBA. They make sure that they support all kinds of different ways where they can subsidize somebody that maybe needs this work and can't afford it, or they can subsidize something that one of our graduates are doing that uh, they need assistance with, etc. So really look at it. This work is so important in the world. It's helping bring joy and kindness and peace into this world. And I can't think of anything more. During the time that we are recording this particular uh, interview, Uh, Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii has burned to the ground. It breaks my heart. I've been there many, many times. My heart goes out to all of the Hawaiian people who are there and who inhabit those islands. And if you possibly can send some money to that cause or something, they need stuff for a long time. This isn't going to be something where we clean it all up in a week. So if you're getting ready to get rid of clothes or pillows or blankets or pots and pans, almost anything you can think of, really think about reaching out to the Hawaiian Foundation and sending what you can over there to the people of Lahaina, Hawaii. So we're thinking of you and we have not forgotten. I don't know when this podcast is going to air, but I guarantee you we have not forgotten you, Lahaina, and we'll do all that we can to get you guys back up on your feet. So for you, Mm. Melissa, anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we say goodbye? I guess I just wanted to say one more thing about menopause. And if you're ever curious or experiencing, reach out to me. It can be a beautiful, fertile time for your heart and soul. And also a time when women discover themselves and really begin to love themselves. So Yeah. And I just also want to say thank you to you. You know that you have been my greatest mentor in life and I appreciate you so much. And this was such an honor to sit with you today. So thank you. Thank you. Back at you, girl. Back at you. That's great. Thank you so much. And yes, we have a mutual friend who says that postmenopause is the third lane of life. You're just putting your blinker on and you're moving into that third lane. And so we can make this the best lane of our yeah. entire lives. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. So yeah, me glad too. you're doing it with me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Melissa. 
Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.